Hello, friend. Thank you for joining us once again on the broadcast. I'm evangelist Mike McCurry, and there are a few reasons to be excited on this Monday. First of all, we're just a few days from Resurrection Sunday. I hope you are excited. You know, every day should be and can be a Resurrection Day celebration because Jesus Christ is alive. He is even now on the right hand of the Father. He is ever making intercessions for you and me. That's something to shout about. That's something to be excited about. But there is one day out of 365. We call it Easter, a time when we come together, normally gathered in a good church. I hope you have a good church. Now, let me make mention, if you don't have a good church, I'd love to help you find one. Every Christian should have a good local church. You say, I don't have one anywhere nearby. Maybe you might just need a little bit of help looking. You can contact me if if I'm not, please understand me, I am not soliciting people asking me for help getting them out of their church. I'm not, I'm not in the business of church hopping, okay? If there are doctrinal reasons, if there are biblical reasons and moral reasons, things like that, I understand that. But people should be at their local church. They should be faithful to lo- their local church. But if you don't attend a local church and you need help finding one, let me give you a phone number. You can text me today. I'd love to help you with that. It may be very likely that I'll get enough texts. It might take me a little while to get to yours, but I will do my best today in the next 24 hours to contact you and to help you with that. My cell number is this. You ready? I'll give it to you nice and slow. 309-316-7200. If you're looking for a good local church, text me. I have a lot of contacts nationwide. Speaking of, in the near future, I'll be in Georgia, Indiana, let's see, New York, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, West Virginia. Not long after that, I'll be in Arizona. I was just in California. So if we're talking about the United States, I probably can find you a good church somewhere near your area. That cell number is 309 3167240 Did I mention it's Resurrection Sunday week? Did I mention it's Easter week? I'm excited about that. If you've not already used our gospel tract called He is not here. That's a great one for Easter. To be honest, if you order today, it very likely is not going to arrive in time. We have so many orders that we're working through, and praise the Lord, our great staff here is keeping up with it. There are always little issues and little situations to be taken care of, but they stay on top of those orders. But if you order today... Well, it might not be in the mail until tomorrow or the next day, and then you know how the postal service can be. It probably won't be there until after Easter, but does that mean we shouldn't use gospel tracts? No, we should use gospel tracts. I'm going to tell you about one right now that I'm holding in my hand. Now, this is a gospel tract I use a lot on the evangelism trail. You see, I'm in airports constantly. I'm in gas stations, oh my, frequently. And this one right here, it's called Thank You for Your Service. Thank you for your service. Now, what's that talking about? Is that for military veterans? We have a bunch of other tracks we'll talk about maybe later in the week for folks like that, for law enforcement, for fire. I make a habit of talking to police officers and military folks saying thank you for your service and giving them a gospel tract. But this one is not for that circumstance. This is for 
Well, for instance, the cashier at Walmart. This is for the teller at the bank. This is for someone that has given you, has done something personally for you. They have been of service to you. Thank you for your service. Now, this tract has a little bit of an interesting twist to it because on the front of the gospel tract, it has a couple of check boxes with a description and it says, your service was. Now, at the bottom, we don't say horrible or bad or anything like that. We start with acceptable. Well, the next one up is, was good. The next one up from that, this is where we probably want to be Your service was excellent, but there's one more option up from that, and it says your service was the greatest in all the world. Now, hold up a moment here. There's a check mark already in one of those boxes. It's not inacceptable. It's not in good, and it's not in the greatest in all the world because when you give this to someone... We want you to tell them your service was excellent. That's where the check mark is, but it wasn't. Your service, ma'am, your service, sir, was not the greatest in all the world. We want to pique their curiosity just enough that they open it up and find out about the greatest service in all the world. Who are we talking about? Jesus Christ, who died for you and for me. Now, here's how I use this gospel tract. I almost always, in all circumstances, I leave a tip with it. I was at the airport, and the bus driver between the rental car area and the terminal, he helped me with my luggage. I had some heavy luggage, you know, gospel tracks and sample booklets and all those types of things. They're not light. And so I had a couple of bags, and I wasn't necessarily struggling, but he jumped in, and he grabbed them and set them up and even extended the little handle there, and all those things was very kind. And so I grabbed a one or two dollar, two dollars or so, slipped it inside this gospel tract, and I gave it to him, and said, "Hey, would you mind? This is for you. Would you mind reading this when you have a moment? That's a great way to use this gospel tract. Let me tell you, if you're at a restaurant, don't leave a gospel tract if you're a miser when it comes to tipping. Don't be a bad testimony for the cause of Christ. Leave a good, a generous tip. You say, I can't believe it used to be 10% was all we had to tip, and now 18%, 20% seems like a minimum. But what is the minimum we should place on that person's soul? What is it that we, how much should we care about that person enough to maybe leave a generous enough tip with a gospel track that they'll actually read it, have a good impression of you, And maybe we should also be good customers as well, not be throwing fits and tantrums. Sometimes we act like my three-year-old or four-year-old, and I don't accept that kind of attitude from them. And customer service people shouldn't have to accept it from us. They certainly aren't going to want a gospel tract after we chew them up one side and down the other, will they? So there's your little PSA for today. It's Resurrection Sunday week, and we're going to jump into a Bible study, a little bit of a message, if you will, a sermon, a, a, uh, a preaching time. Won't be necessarily just a Bible study today. Hope that's okay with you. Let's turn in our Bible to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, towards the back of the Bible, in the New Testament, 1 Thessalonians, one of the shorter verses in the Bible. It actually only has two words, just like John 11.35 that says, Jesus wept. This verse is technically a little bit longer. It still has two words, but they're longer words. 
First Thessalonians chapter five and verse number 16 says this rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. I want you to say it with me. Now, I'm going to know if you don't participate, okay? I'm listening right here. I've got my headphones on. I'm going to listen. I want you to say it with me right now. Two words, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Ready? Begin. Rejoice evermore. Say it one more time. Rejoice evermore. More Now, some of you did not participate. Oh, my. Maybe we'll get you on the next one. But some of you did, and I appreciate that. Rejoice evermore. Does that sound like a suggestion? Does that sound like something we should consider? Or does that sound like a command? Well, I think you know it sounds a little imperative. It sounds like a command. The thought for us this week is a simple one. You know, Thomas Jefferson, one of the founding fathers of the United States of America, explained it probably the best when he said, you might recognize these words, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are, you know them, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The pursuit of happiness. That's our theme this week. We're going to zoom in on that. You say it's Resurrection Week. What's the application we're going to make towards Easter? Well, can I tell you? The greatest happiness, the greatest joy, the greatest sense of fulfillment that you'll ever get will be explained during this week of broadcasts, the pursuit of happiness. Now, could we bow our heads for just a moment and pray that God would bless the next four or so broadcasts right here on Bible Tract Echoes? I believe what God has for me to communicate to you this week could be of great import in your life. Let's pray together for just a moment. Father, you've been so very good to us. There are so many reasons for us to rejoice, and though there are times that we we seem to take your goodness for granted, God, I ask that this week not be one of those times, that we be very careful to give you the glory. And as we endeavor to really dive into this theme, as we mine out the goodness of your book, beginning in such a short verse with such a powerful command, Lord, may you work in people's hearts. May you give soft hearts and open ears to what's going to be explained and preached this week on this program. Thank you for what you've done for us and more importantly for what you're going to do. In your son's name we pray. Amen. The pursuit of happiness. Now, did you know that happiness is a big business? You say, what are you talking about? Uh, These stats were current as of a year or so ago, but modern medicine is doing everything they can to make people, now you can't see, I'm putting air quotes around this, but quote unquote, happier. You know, over one in 10 Americans are on antidepressants right now. The average American teen is on 1.2 central nervous system drugs, such as prescriptions to treat ADHD and depression. The antidepressant industry alone, now realize these stats are from like two years ago. It's only gone up since then. The antidepressant industry alone, just that portion of Big Pharma, is worth almost 10 
billion with a B, A, B, billion with a B, $10 billion. But it's not just about pharmaceuticals, is it? Entertainment and amusement seem to be the bywords of the day between Netflix and amusement parks and all of these things. Friend, happiness seems to be the pursuit of the American and the world's people. And yet we're the most distraught, most depressed, most distracted we've ever been in history. The pursuit of happiness. I hope I've explained a little bit of the need for this thought. I'm going to pray that you join us tomorrow right here on Bible Tract Echoes. We've got a lot to unpack before Resurrection Sunday. I hope it's a blessing to you. You've been a blessing to me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have, I pray you have, a great day for His glory. And God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.